All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. We finally got some real baseball. Fauci couldn't throw a ball to save his life, although he looks like he could have been the third starter on the Red Sox. Stanton looks good, like I told you. Bye, haters. Judge looks good, batting a 1,000. Tyler Wade's fast. Leaders of the fan club right here. We are accepting applications. Let's get to it. All right, boys. So we got some baseball. We got fucking baseball happening Woo! right now. <laughs> I was trying not to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I swear, like, I listened to the Yes Network intro, like, on repeat from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. today. Just had the same thing on repeat. <laughs> I always see that on Twitter. There's always – it's this – everybody posts it. Like, it's just a way you're waiting, like – oh, there's 11 days out until the season starts and somebody says like, oh, only 11 days and they post that. And then it's just like everybody just keeps recycling that post. It's just so funny. Like, I, like It's it, the first time I've ever seen it. You know what really hit me though? When um, when we I turned the game on and one of the announcers was like, it has been 260-something days since the Washington Nationals yeah. won the World Series. I was like, it's been that fucking long since we have baseball. Longest and that got me even more excited to be like, oh my God, like I am so, so ready to, to watch this game right now. Yeah, they said it was the longest gap in the history of baseball that yeah. they haven't had baseball. It was 270. I think it was 267 from the Nats game, but it was like even more for us, obviously. It was, even, though, even though it was only six games got rained out, I was still so excited just to watch something. Yeah. And we won. We're 1-0. I got my. I they were so they were saying before the game that um, it was would have been the All Star break right now. Like how many? Yeah. How what would have? I'm curious, just like what the season would have looked like had it not been this. It's kind of it'd be it'd be cool just to see what it, where we would have been at. But I'm so glad we're back finally. I yeah, enough enough of the hypotheticals. Time. Enough of the hypotheticals. We have a real season now. Actual stuff to talk about right now. Yeah. I'm like every so other episode pumped. we've talked about have just been like. You know, like what, what if this? What, what if that? Happen? What could happen? Now we got real shit to talk about. What did happen? What so, did fucking happen? What happened? What happened is we got rained out. That's what happened. Right. Most twenty twenty thing that ever happened. That is the most twenty twenty yeah, thing. Um, the funniest thing too is that we t- I tweeted it out before, and it was like the most twenty twenty thing would be if this game got rained out, and then Andrew Rotondi like responded to us and he was like no the most 2020 thing ever would be a really super long annoying rain delay <laughs> and then, and then yeah, it almost right. happened he was like i said yeah. at nine o'clock we should have recorded here we are at 11 30 yeah we were yeah. planning on recording in the middle of it we were like we should we just start now and then i didn't want we didn't want to start because if they came back and they were, didn't give any information the only person given information was brian hoke and honestly on the topic of rain delays we were trying to understand the rules because I, like, you know the old rule that was five innings, like it's official game after five innings, and I thought that was still applicable, but I think A-Rod screwed up and said that, uh, yeah. what did he say, Murph? I don't know. It, it, I don't know if he screwed up or if it was just misleading, but the, they were talking about like the new rule for rain delays, which after looking at what it is, it's basically in years prior 
if the game like got canceled after it ran delay before the fifth inning, they would restart on like a makeup game. But now in order to limit the amount of time on the field, um, they would pick up from where they left off if it was in the fourth inning or the first inning or whatever. Yeah, so the only I difference – I still could be wrong. I don't know. No, I think you're right Cause the only, because what they were saying was some rule has completely radically changed, but the only change that I've noticed that I think is true is what you said. It's instead of completely redoing the game, if they haven't reached the five-inning mark, they'll just pick up from where they left yeah. off no matter what. So well, in our case, A- The way A-Rod phrased it was basically implying that here we are in the – what was it, the sixth inning? Yeah, like here we are in the sixth six. inning, like as if they would have to finish past the sixth inning, like because it's I mean, A-Rod, A-Rod just wanted to sound smart. A-Rod was just saying big words to make him seem like he was smart <laughs> which, and like intelligent and making help his cause. Which not, like, <laughs> I swear to God, every every time he tried to explain something, he would go on and be like, and that's why Tyler Wade is bunting the ball to the right side of the field. And then... And he got a hit, and, and he's baseball. helping. And, and he's, he was, and he'd be like, "That's baseball." It's like, like he was trying to be Tony Romo a little bit. Like when yeah. Tony Romo went on CBS and he's like calling the plays out beforehand, and everybody was like, "Wow, Tony yeah. Romo was awesome to have in the booth." Like, A Rod just wants. Yeah, A Rod like was trying to be Tony Romo and just kind of failed. It's a great name to have in the box. In theory, he should be perfect for it, but and they know. they kind of like they kind of like hype him up a little too much. I feel like every other stat is like. Oh, Gleyber Torres was, you know, the youngest shortstop in Yankees history to hit 38, 38 home runs. Who else did that? And I'm like, Aaron, hey, that's yeah. you. And I'm like, like, we go over this every fucking game. It's like, we always and then like, they asked him. <laughs> they asked him, and they're like, do you remember anything about that? And he's like, you can tell he didn't. He was yeah, like, he's like, oh, a long he's like, time ago. You know what I do remember? He's like, I remember it being a lot of fun. I was playing with a lot of really good guys, like Griffey and Randy Johnson and Edgar Martinez and Dante Bichette and blah, 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 blah. Oh, they said that today. They, no, they, yeah. What they, what they brought up today yeah, was, you, you remember when you hit 40-something home runs? Like, yeah, that was a long fun. time ago. Look yeah. at these guys out here. Judge, yeah. Judge Satin hit a bomb today. That's why. Did you, hear, did you hear the question that he asked the Nationals head coach uh, before the game started? Uh, I don't think so. It was such like a uh, – he like set him up just to be like such an awkward position. He was like, you know, since uh, Zinnerman isn't playing, since you lost Rendon, you know, Soto's hurt. Like, who are you really looking to to like be good? <laughs> you said Howie Kendrick, right? <laughs> yeah, he was like, you know, Howie Kendrick. We got Scherzer. We got a bunch of guys to step up. And like, like look at like the manager's fans just like, you fucking asshole. Why are you asking me this question? How are you going to score runs when all of your runs are gone? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, their lineup really didn't look good. Like, I kind of forgot that Rendon was on the Nationals. I guess that's like the biggest thing where I was like, wow, we really haven't watched baseball in a while. Because yeah, for dude. me, now Rendon is like fully associated with the Angels. Like, I kind of forget that he was on the Nationals. Yeah, it's true. So when I'm going through the roster, yeah. they're, they're going through them. Like, I know Soto's out, but like, there are names in there I don't even recognize. So I'm like, I was, looking at that, yeah, dude, I was looking at that roster, and I was like, this team won a World Series last year. I know, I know a lot of people are missing, but I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but the pitching's still there. That's Pitching's still there, you yeah. You just don't see the other starting pitchers in one game. But honestly, Scherzer, you know what pissed me off about tonight? They kept talking about how, oh, like I saw in Twitter, this obviously isn't a good indication of how everybody's feeling, but I saw it a lot. So I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll be the first. 
<laughs> but what I did notice was a bunch of people were saying like, oh, Cole doesn't look good. Scherzer looks good. Scherzer's striking out 11 people. But yeah, he gave up fucking four runs. What do you mean? Like, yeah, Scherzer gave six hits. I don't give a fuck how many – yeah, I don't care how many strikeouts you have. You gave up four earned in two innings. Like, yeah. fuck out of here. Garrett Cole gave up a home run. Yeah, he struck out and then he hit head. a guy. Yeah, it's the Yankees too, but we're still scoring runs. So who gives a fuck? Yeah, and the fucking and fucking uh, Hernandez, Angelo Hernandez was wasn't helping the cause either. Angel Hernandez, Angel yeah. Hernandez wasn't helping the cause. He wasn't like so bad. There were obviously some off. I mean, plays. there were there were a couple obvious ones that were like yeah, both, both sides too. But I'm then again, leading one or then one again, he didn't really have an, he didn't have enough time to screw up big time because there wasn't like a classic Angel Hernandez moment because he did the game got round like rained out. So. You know, everybody funny? on the Yankees. He struck out except for Glaber and Wade. That's funny. at least once. I'm telling you, Tyler Wade, dude. And then Mur- 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 and Gary Sanchez both went down three times. That's pretty wild to me. I don't know. Yeah. That's my one concern. That's what the one concern I'll take away. Except when Adam Eaton went yard off Garrett Cole, and I immediately was like, oh, great. We shouldn't have signed him. So let's dial into let's let's get back into Garrett Cole for a second because I was talking about the difference between Scherzer, who Struck out 11 or however many. He strikes people out, so does Cole, but gave up four. And everyone's like, oh, Cole. Like, even the people who are more rational that I've spoken to in the last hour or so, it, people are just like, yeah, he, he, like, he, he had a pretty decent start. Like, honestly, he kind of fucking dealt. He, yeah. ga- he gave up the one home run, then he hit somebody. His ending line was five innings picks, five strikeouts, one hit, one run. Like one hit se- over five innings is over 70, like seven pitches he threw and he gave up one hit and it was yeah. a home run and it was early and he missed. And the second he gave up that home run, you guys could see he was like huffing and puffing. Like he got angry and yeah. I love that kind of energy from a guy. Like, you know, you don't see that on the, we haven't seen that yeah. in so long since CC and AJ Burnett back in like whatever, when we just acquired CC, like that was just, I don't know. Yeah, he, he was, just, he's a gamer. He he's a gamer, dude. He was dealing. And then he started throwing 99 after that. Like, he was sitting at 99. Those are the kind of pitchers that I love. The kind of pitchers I love are the ones that – Verlander does the same thing too, So, but I don't like Verlander. But, like, they start off a little slow, and then they start gaining velocity as the game goes on. I just love it. Yeah. 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 That's kind of most pitchers, but <laughs> – Yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole, I mean, it, it was the first game of the season, but – for a first game of the season, he was he was dealing. He was absolutely dealing. And one one run off one hit, you know, he had a good shot. He nothing you can do about that. Like, but the whole rest of the game, like he was fucking dealing. And I, yeah, that's the thing. Like the strikeouts weren't there, especially when you put it up against Scherzer's eleven. I think he had, and Cole only had five. And like you expect higher strikeout numbers from Cole, but. Who gives a fuck? is arguably a better strikeout pitcher, at least maybe not within the last two years, but definitely That's before that. But here's the thing, though. Like, go, like yeah, you're – Since 2012, they showed the stats. Scherzer was first in every single oh, okay. kind of strikeout category. Well, I mean, last year. Compared to anybody. 326. No, I know. Like, yeah, I know he had a crazy amount of strikeouts last year. But, like, except for last year and the year before, like, Scherzer's been the best strikeout pitcher in baseball yeah. for that long. And yeah, I'm not discounting Scherzer. He's so I'm not concerned because the Nationals are built up of people that get the bat on the ball. You have Trey Turner, you have Howie Kendrick, those guys. They don't yeah. strike out the same way Judge and Stanton and Gary do. 
And here's the thing. I think that we, we overhyped strikeouts a little bit, especially because of Garrett Cole. We were expecting him to strike out 10, 12 people every game. And the one thing A-Rod did say that I thought was interesting was that he was saying that the Yankees are playing small ball this game. Like they were like, you know, getting on, they're getting somebody over, they're getting somebody in. It was like the classic small ball game. And then he mentioned that it's it's not the same Yankees as we used to see where it's just strikeouts and home runs. And I know it doesn't relate to like they're hitting exactly, but the whole strikeout home run of what people are looking for in a game, it's like those sexy headlines of home runs per game, strikeouts per game. But when the reality is he got people out, you know, he had five innings of great pitching, had one hit, one run, whatever, but he got people out. And that's what really matters. And he was fucking dealing. So yeah, I, it's all I'm, about, I'm happy. It's all about how you get the outs. It's similar to that on the offensive side too. Like I don't give a fuck about strikeouts because if you're getting on base percentage at a 400 clip, like judge does, I don't know how anybody ever ridicules judge for having a high strikeout rate because who the fuck cares if you're getting, if his on base percentage is among the top two in the league behind Mike Trout only like that's just ridiculous. It's just some statistics don't fucking matter. Like wins yeah. as a pitcher don't matter because the Jacob DeGrom has been one of the best pitchers in the last three years we've ever seen, and he has like four wins a year. Like <laughs> it's just yeah. a lot of statistics don't really matter at all, and that is one of the ones that I don't really give a fuck. But one thing I did like that you mentioned, Damon, was the uh, the small ball thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is a little bit of a like overreaction because we've seen one game, but but I you did, saw it though. You saw no, like no, the, you saw glimpses, you know. You saw the Tyler Wade 3-1 count laying down the bunt trying to get That was it. ridiculous. That was <laughs> But you know what, though? I like that because that's his role. He knows he can't hit the broadside of a barn. So mm-hmm. lay down the bunt, 3-1. And then he saw it the next AB. He bunted for a hit. So honestly, yeah. is it ridiculous? Because I think he has better odds to get a hit if he's laying down a bunt versus swinging away. And that's just – that. maybe that's in a, like a – attributed to his fantastic speed maybe that's because he's so bad at like hitting that makes sense it's either or i just think you got that kind of speed why not play with your strength you know play play your strength yeah i was about to say just about to say that yeah Yeah, jinx i think this is going to be a big year for where any team in the mlb is going to have to start playing small ball and i think the yankees aren't really built that well to play small ball but the exception to that is Tyler Wade. So I think that's another way that he's just going to find his way in his kind of niche in the lineup and mm-hmm. on the roster in general yeah. where he kind of, I guess, complements but also contradicts the rest of the way. The Dude, lineup. I'll tell you, if he if he could hit a little bit better, he would be – like you think about a right a righty dominant lineup, he yeah. is a speedy lefty who if he could just fucking make contact sometimes and be a decent hitter, he, he's a, such a utility Bro. guy. He that does makes such an impact. Everything else so well. Not even just like okay. He is hustler on the bases. Speed. Making, he was on first making plays on that single by Judge. It was a single. That was I don't I don't know if that was a double. He was on first base and he scored. But obviously the camera angles were bad. But I blinked and he was already at home. Yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, if, no, the, I, if the outfield wasn't shifted, it probably would have been a, a single. But I think they were shifted to the right a little bit, so it, yeah, was, it was like kind it of would, it, would, it would have been a double. But 
Wade, Wade on first up helps. Into the wall. And so like, to have the frame of mind as Tyler Wade to start busting your ass out of first base on the chance yeah. that you get home on that yeah. is why I've liked him for the past two years and since I started the Tyler Wade fan club. I'll give yes. That's yes. the way he plays. That's the way. Because you know – you know for a fact he was thinking home as soon as that ball was second that ball probably before the probably before contact he's probably yeah. anything in the outfield grass I'm hauling ass around second seeing where it is and then probably trying to go home if I have yeah. even a remote chance of getting there which it's he just, did and they didn't even get the throw home the throw got cut off see it's the thing too like when you're watching the game like obviously I, like I was watching very intensely I was watching every play like you know a situation where you probably like. Okay, single uh, the single here will score him. Double here will score him. I wasn't even thinking that Wade could score. And when I like the play was over, he was already like gone. He was just laying on the ground. He was <laughs> he was just uh, sprawled out at <laughs> behind home plate. Well, A Rod was saying like as he's rounding third, like they're like, oh, they're gonna test him, like thinking it's gonna be a close play at the plate, and the throw didn't even close. get there. Like because you're not, nobody's thinking that. It just happened. And- May you make plays. That's how he's going to make plays. He's going to make plays in the field. He's going to make plays on the base paths. Speed kills, man. And I'm here for it. I'm here for every single second of it. And I'll give you all the credit in the world because I've been a big spokesperson for the Tyler Wade fan club, but you were the founder. Allegedly, Scott tried to start it in 2016, but we... Well, if I knew, if I knew about it back then, I would have been first mate on that train. Yeah. So, but honestly, though, let, let's... How much consideration do you put into Tyler Wade? Because obviously, we love Tyler Wade. We know he can't hit for shit, but he does everything else right. Great player, but he has no spot in the starting lineup, obviously. He's waiting until DJ comes back. So, he, he, like he showed, my, point, my question is to you guys. He showed out tonight. He really did well in every facet of the game, defensively, offensively, just all the little things. How much did that add to his stock, if any? Like, what did that change tonight? Did it change anything? I don't know if it changed anything. He's not – I think he knows he's not cracking the starting lineup as long as it's healthy. Like, he's not taking DJ's spot. Of I don't think not. anybody debates that. So, I think he's just kind of solidifying how useful he can be. And that's – I just think he's going to be the perfect plug guy. I kind of almost think he's going to be similar to Romine but in a, in a weirdly different way where, like, he's just reliable. Where When he's in there, you get the same feeling as you did with Romine, where it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. And you're not like, oh, wow, that's a hole in our lineup tonight. That, that's a, it's kinda, a weirdly, like, accurate comparison. If it makes sense, it makes <laughs> sense. I don't know. Like, it's just the, it's it, he has nothing to do with Romine. They're yeah. totally different. No, but I, like, I get your the feeling yeah. I get seeing his name I in the lineup is similar to how Romine He's a formidable backup. Yeah. And, like, you don't – you're never – upset when you see Romine. You are a little upset that Romine's in the game, but like he's very capable of and doing of picking up the slack whenever I he, upset he when yeah. DJ wasn't in there, but Wade showed out. Great. I think that he solidified or is on his way to solidifying his spot on the a playoff roster or a twenty five man roster when I start cutting it down. I think that's what happened tonight. I think, be, yeah. Because like he's proving time and time again that hey listen I know I'm not going to hit home runs. I'm going to butt and get on. I'm going to run my fucking heart out. I'm going to play the field. I can do these things. I can play infield. I can play outfield. Like He's proving his spot as being just that guy who can be a perfect, perfect utility guy, and that is someone we need so, so much going forward in the playoffs. We don't yeah, have that. Yeah, and it's such a rare – it's like 
it's a rare thing that people don't think about a lot of times. Like that yeah, that's off why the, the Yankees, bench guy. That's why the Yankees signed Terrence Gore and then he never cracked the lineup ever. Remember that? Yeah. But I will say, like, I, I think of Clint Frazier in the same way I think of Tyler Wade. Like, I think he's the same kind of guy. He has he plays the game the right way. He has, like, that kind of fire lit under his ass where he's trying to crack the lineup and he's – he plays – I don't know. For some reason, he plays this game the same way. And I just see him as the outfield version of Tyler Wade. It couldn't just hit, and he can't really field. But like, stop playing with in terms that pen. of in terms of yeah. roster spots and filling holes. I stop guys, playing with that pen. Yeah, it's annoying. Not a pen, sorry. But, stop yeah. doing that. I can hear it. And it's I'm a sure divot tool. I'm sure everybody listening can hear it. You're the worst. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't even know what you said. I was just so so focused on the pen. Sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> what, what did you say? Tyler Wade. Basically. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Wait, what no, you say, Murph? But, but no, the opposite. Clint is the opposite of the Tyler Wade. Clint is good at hitting and horrible at fielding. Wade. No, I just meant in terms of the plug guy. Like he's the he's the outfield plug. Yeah. Tyler Wade's the infield plug. See, well, actually, very much so agree because they both have one little one bugaboo that is keeping them from being their full potential. So yeah. honestly, yeah. But here's something that I I know we wanted to bring up is well, first of all, Gardner. Um, I was talking about him for a little bit because. I know it's going to be a way of a reaction. I think, Rel, you brought it up first, but he didn't. I mean, he wasn't anything special tonight. I'm not going to hold anything against him. It was one game. But I think now's the time that I really want to start thinking about who is going to be a true left fielder that we can rely on and count on moving forward. Because let's just say Gardner shits the bed for four or five, hopefully not longer than that, but he continues to just not produce and Stan's killing it in DH and can't be a left fielder, who are we throwing out there? Because I want to I be able to have someone who we can put out there on a daily basis that we can hopefully have be a left fielder for you know four or five more years down the road. Yeah, here's why I don't think that's an overreaction. And I said this before the game even started. I, th- I personally think Gardner is going to have a horrendous year. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I really don't think he's going to be that good. I think the only thing he did, he, he had a great year last year. Don't get me wrong. He had a bunch of home runs. Balls were juiced, and they still might be, so that might help him. But I really don't think he's going to be that good, and that's not that like, hard, like harsh of an assumption because he's getting up there in age, and his main factor was speed. But besides the point, the main reason behind me – calling out Brett Gardner, so to speak, is that it's less about Brett Gardner being bad this year. It's more about there's so many shiny new tools in the outfield depth that I want to see. I want yep. it, it, It's like a bunch of itches that you just want to scratch. Like You want to see if they are legit. And like... 100%. We know what we have in Brett Gardner, and we know that it's just going to be continue to depreciate like... The ceiling is way overdue. Like, there's nothing extra we're going to get out of Brett Gardner. He's not going to just turn into Mike Trout tomorrow. Like, we know what we had in Brett Gardner, and anything we've seen of him, it's just going to be worse than that because it's just going to be depreciating. Like, there's no value in keeping him in. It's like, for example, like Chris Davis on the Orioles. What's the point of playing him? I know there's a co- huge contract you got to pay him. I know this analogy is retarded. It's just crazy. But I don't know. Like, why not? My point being, like, why not use some of the prospects to see if they got it? Yeah. 
You know, he's the heart and soul. He's a heart and soul guy. I, I'm sorry, I was biting my tongue through that whole rant. I disagree. I don't. I don't think there's any reason to say that Brett Gardner is going to have a horrible year based off game one of. It wasn't based on game one. He had a career year last year in terms of home runs at the very least. I agree. There are all these bright and shiny tools that you want to use. I want to see Talkman play. I want to see Frazier play. But I completely disagree that we can just say, "Oh, this is going to be Brett Gardner's horrible year." If he plays bad, you guys are going to be like, "All right, yeah, like we told you, it was going to be." This, bad. this is this is less about Brett Gardner, more about the guys. Yeah, this, this, is, this is this is so okay. much less about Brett Gardner underproducing, more about having potential on the bench that we're not utilizing. You obviously because, didn't listen to my mini rant. No, yeah. I did because you compared him to Chris Davis, and that was that really, was that was besides the point. That was, that was like just, I was sitting there like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I, so I, I blacked out. I didn't even hear that part. Yeah, but just, that's why I'm coming back like with this guns blazing. I wasn't here. Here's, that what I'm, here's what I'm saying. I I'm confident that you take Clint Frazier, you put him on 20 different teams that are not the top 10 best teams in the league. He's going to be a starting left fielder on that team. Is going to be a three, two, two to four in the lineup hitter is going to have a real impact on a lot of these teams because I, I know for a fact that he's a fucking awesome hitter and a lot of the teams would um, sacrifice him in the field just to have him in the field to have him in the lineup. I don't know if that's the same about Talkman. I truly don't. He's only had like the last couple months. I mean, sorry. He's only had a couple months span of really being dominant on the Yankee lineup. He wasn't great when he was on the Rockies. Like, you know, he's he's been around the league for a little while. I'm trying to say is that, like, I don't want to lose a guy like Clint Frazier to just have Brett Garner in the lineup, just to have Brett Garner in the lineup. I want him to be able to go out there and shine and prove himself to be the starting left fielder we can rely on for four or five years to come. I want Talkman to come out there and prove that he can still go out and produce, and hopefully he can be a starting left fielder for four or five years to come. I want to be able to have those guys go out there and prove themselves so that we can like find another guy to be our guy in left field instead of just like swapping in and out. Sure. But I don't want to push Brett Gardner to the door and kick his ass on the way out. Like he's been I don't, since 09. He's been the heart and soul of the Yankees for so long. If he starts hitting two thirty, pull him out. Put Clint Obviously. Frazier, I think that's why I said, yeah, I don't think we should encourage him to suck so we can pull him. That's not what I'm saying. I, I mean, encourage him. I'm not encouraging him to suck. I'm just foreseeing. This is just my prediction. This, this is, is just you ri- just like it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I'm that's so Raven. I have a future. Like I, I don't know. I just don't think he's going to be that good this year. And it's not a crazy assumption considering that he's just older. I just don't. I'm saying that my main point was I want to see these other guys play. We have such depth in the outfield, and honestly, even more depth than we think we have because I want Stanton to play the outfield. I don't want him to clog the DH spot. So that's another person in the yeah. outfield I want to throw in the rotation. So if Stanton plays left field, you got Hicks in center, and you have Judge in right. Gardner has no place there. And then the rest of them, like the bench players, are they're just that. They're bench players. But like at that point, I, I get Brett Gardner is the heart and soul of the Yankees, and I love him. And he's still going to be on the team. I just don't think that... I don't know. I, I just think that I, I want to see other players play in his place because I, I think there's a lot more potential there. Yeah. Because, again, I think That's that – Nobody's debating that. Yeah. It's like, again, like obviously if he's doing well, you can't take him out. But I'm yeah. saying that if he goes on a, a run of, you know, 10 games where he's just 
underproducing, give the next guy a shot. Even if it's just putting... Uh, I'm, on, I'm on board for that. Both yeah, like, even if it's like, I, I hope standing, standing gets healthy into a point where, where we can throw him out in left field, then maybe even just like throw Clint in DH spot, have him, you know, get some reps at DH, and then maybe, you know, put him in there. I'm just, I'm just really, my main point is, I don't want to waste the guys on the bench who can potentially be our future stars in the outfield. Yeah. That's let's, my main that's my main point. Let's, let's end this. So why don't we yeah. bring why don't we segue into another point because you brought up Stanton and Stanton obviously I've been a big supporter of Stanton and the Stanton comeback tour. Although he's never really had a down year ever. He just was injured last year and the year before that he had hundred plus RBIs and thirty plus home runs in his first year in New York. And the year before that he won the MVP. So Stanton showed out tonight. He hit the home run and then he had a double RBI double kid looks good kid looks like he can swing it man kid whatever you want to call him man child what is what is it gonna take for there are so many Stanton haters out there and I hope you guys aren't any are one of them what's it gonna take for what does he have to do like because even tonight he hits the home run and you see every everybody supporting him like oh great he hit the home run awesome the opening day started off with a bang. Like, he hits the home run. judges on second. Everything's great in the world. And then he strikes out, and everyone's like, oh, Stanton's back. Look at him again. Like, what's it going to take to just break that stigma? Of, like, does he need to win MVP again? Because he very well could. This he year. needs to stay healthy, and he needs to produce out of the DH spot. And then if we ask him to play left, he has to play left. I'm with you where I was down on Stanton for a bit, but I'm kind of back a little bit. I don't usually like to teeter-totter too much, but on Stanton, I can't really make much out of it because he was hurt. But yeah, there was yeah. a certain point in the game where A-Rod was talking while Stanton was up, and he was talking about how the no fans is actually probably going to help Stanton out a little bit because the reason that everybody in New York as a fan base doesn't like him is because the way A-Rod said it is they're smart, they're intelligent, which same word, and uh, <laughs> and they're passionate and they're, and they're tough. And so Stanton just kind of – the theory is that he didn't play very well in the New York crowds and there's no crowds now. So maybe he kind of gets his mojo back a little bit. If he stays healthy and swings the bat, which I think the, I think the staying healthy part is, is a bigger factor because well, what are those, I mean, he played a whole year in, in New York and he had decent stats, right? Over a hundred RBIs. What was that stat line on his first year in New York? He had over 30 home runs and over a hundred RBIs. Like, Get the, like that's a fucking great year. I, and he I, didn't technically play a full year because he got injured for like ten games. But he played yeah. hundred and fifty some odd games. He had a eighteen games or so last year. Just scraped that year away. It didn't happen. Somebody people have injured years. That just happens. But every David, me and you had looked at it for the roll call episode for him. And every other year, for the most part, aside from the year that he got hit in the face by a baseball from Mike Fires, he has played nearly the full season. Yeah, he is, he is durable. I don't know what people call him injury prone. And on on the injury prone note, did you see Judge's comments about the injury prone stuff? That I thought that was so cool because, Wait, and sorry. that's it's what we've been, all been saying that is a longest time. Because I forget who it was. I think Meredith Morakovitz was interviewing him, and she was like, I don't know how it came up, but basically what he said was echoing what we've all been saying. It's like, I mean, you go out, you dive for a ball, you try to make a play for your pitcher. And you break a rib. That's that's not being injury prone. And if that's being injury prone, like I'm not going to stop doing that. I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep. I'm going to keep trying to make the plays. Yeah. Get, getting hit in the wrist. Same thing. That was getting, that. That was another one too. Yeah. I was trying to signal for you. Like I was yeah. trying to do this. And I don't know. 
Yeah, and that's why I feel like the the injury part of it is, is bigger than the the fan. I think the fan part of it definitely it might help a little bit, but I don't think that's a huge huge factor. I think that because Stan is a home run ball hitter and does strike out a good amount of times, and then Yankees fans hate him at the field. That I think has some you know has some leeway, but again, like the guy produces and. I don't know if the I think I don't know if the fan part of it is a really like I think it's it's a it's a sad excuse in my opinion. No, that's fair, but um, that's just what Arod said. And but it'd be cool like if that was a I almost wish that was a factor now because then we'd in theory see the Stanton that we're paying for. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. He has in if you put the two seasons together and you get the hundred and fifty some odd games and he hits thirty plus from runs, hundred plus RBIs. That's great. There but, was a point in the game today that. Uh, he was hitting and Judge was on second. And I just had this like thing come over me and it just felt great where they looked so cool. They're both, you know, six seven, six eight. And it just yeah. like epitomized like the evil empire thing where we have like the two biggest, baddest players in the MLB. And they're back. And to they're back. just and they're mm-hmm. and they're both healthy right now, which is like I just you know, feel like I hadn't really appreciated that because they haven't been on well, the Well, we haven't seen it. And so and you know what yeah. a crazy stat that I saw? I think it was a couple games ago the inter-squad games they haven't the amount of games where they've hit home runs in the same game one really? it's wild one game they have both hit home runs in Do you know how many they've played together yeah probably I mean, not a lot either because i feel like, like the, 50 maybe i feel like when one was injured the other one was on and yeah, the other, yeah, yeah. It, that's the way it's been working dude when they're when they're both healthy and they're both in the lineup and they're both producing that is that's scary I mean, and that, and that, was, that, was a, that was a very, very brief glimpse tonight of what that's going to be like. Yeah. It's like, there's so nothing nice. you can do. Like, especially if a guy like Wade's getting on base. Like, Wade gets on base. Hicks, say, walks. I think this might have even happened. I'm trying to, like, paraphrase it. And then Judge is up with two outs. And then maybe you get around Judge. Maybe you give up a single or walk him. Or even if he gets out, then you got Glaber to deal with. Then you got um, comes Stan back. to deal with. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. think about Mayhew. Like, <laughs> Yeah. There's not a lot of let up in the lineup, and then when you get down to like the you know you pinch it with Clint Frazier, and then like yeah. it's just the bats are not not the issue. Here. <laughs> this and team like, is Sanchez, they yeah. like yeah, and like the thing that uh, that I was looking at a little more technical with Stan, but what the the two things I noticed one was he on that single to right field, he went exactly with the ball. He wasn't trying to do too much. The ball was outside fastball. He just went with the ball and just flicked to the right field. Like yeah. that, that's what you like to see. Second thing I noticed was on the breakaway sliders to the outside corner. One, he wasn't chasing them a lot. And two, he, he looked a little more bound. I know he swung a miss on like two of them, but he wasn't, he usually is like, you know, he's, he's leaning over there all the time, but. On that low and away slider, he was like standing still. He was he saw it coming. He wasn't flinching his stance. He was like sturdy and he was like ready to hit it. So yeah, I mean, at he, what point? because that that RBI double was opposite field too. On yeah. it, pitch yeah. was outside of the zone, and he still reached. He it. just looks oh. a lot more comfortable. I mean, yeah. honestly, though, for him, at what point do you know that they know that's the scouting report, and then you just stop swinging at anything remotely close to the outside of the zone because like they like it's so obvious and there's obviously the recurring joke that he can't lay off the low and away slider at what point do you, does he just stop swinging it out anything that looks remotely outside because then he knows that's like 
what everybody's MO is when they go into an at-bat against him, you know? I'm sure he does. I'm sure that's how it's going down now, at least, because you've had all this time to think about things, and now you're like, okay, you know, if everybody is throwing this low and away slider to me, they all have the same scouting report, and I'm a meme. Maybe I should just stop swinging at anything outside altogether, and they got to throw to me, and then I hit home runs, and that's what I do best. And that's- well, he's, Yeah, he's a fastball hitter, and Scherzer throws 50% fastballs and 25, almost 30% sliders. He hardly throws anything else. So did you notice there. tonight, speaking of that, did you notice tonight that he threw like 13 sliders in a row. Yeah, this yeah, and I saw it wasn't that. even like he had a great. It wasn't one of his better innings. Like I think that it was, was his worst inning. I think. <laughs> I think that. Yeah, like it wasn't a good. I think it was like the third inning or something. Yeah, it dated back to the Tyler Wade at bat where he walked him. That was one thing. I that think was he, that wasn't wasn't that Stanton's RBI double? Yeah. No, I think so. No, I can't remember now. I'm not sure. Either way, I I just think. I don't know. I just love this team. I love the, <laughs> I love the Yankees. I didn't even like, when, when I, we're when we're operating, we're playing, and everyone's doing their job. Like it is, like that was a, again like a brief, brief glimpse of what it can be tonight. Yeah, obviously these are. I mean, honestly, I don't even feel like we are overreacting because they just showed what they are. Like we know they can be. Too. We're gonna produce runs from standing hitting home runs and Judge. We didn't even talk about Judge yet, did we? No, he's batting a thousand. Judge is batting a thousand. Is he still batting a thousand? You two at bats. He's two for two, right? I honestly, he may have had that third at bat. He had a third at bat with the bases loaded, though. I thought. Yeah, I think he's two for three. Oh, whatever. He struck out. He struck out. He struck out. All right, six sixty-seven. That's not bad. That's math. Good math, Damon. But (laughs) I mean, dude, that's another thing too. We're talking about Stanton not doing too much. I love when and this happened last year too. I love when Judge doesn't do too much. I love when Judge takes what he gets, and everybody's worried. There was a whole bullshit where everybody was worried, like, "Oh, Judge hasn't pulled a ball in forever. Judge hasn't pulled a home run all season. Uh, Judge only hits them opposite field." How many in the beginning of the season too? When he was playing, it was like, "Oh, Judge hasn't hit a home run. Judge is only hitting singles." Yet he was batting three thirty. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, what's going on? This isn't the judge we know. It's like, if judge hits 330 and he still has the power to hit home run whatever the fuck he wants to, let him do that. Because that is way more effective than just batting like 250 Chris Davis, 247 every year and getting 50 bombs. It's just useless. If yeah. the whole team is doing that and Stanton seems to be doing it that way too, obviously overreaction, it's one game, but... Judge has showed tendencies to do this in the past, and like he doesn't necessarily have to be the guy that hits home run every time. He will take what he gets, and not only is he hitting singles, he was smoking the ball. Like they, I think the stat cast was showing 109, showing 110. Hicks hit one over 100. Yeah. I mean, the exit of Elo is not an issue on this team, but I'm just saying, Judge, I love what I saw out of him. Obviously, the defense is always going to be there, but just leading by example, getting on that two-hole – Stan smashes him in. Just nothing to hate about that. Yeah. They're in the heart. I mean, with that, it's set the tone in the first inning. Hicks got out in the first inning, but he hit 100 mile an hour rip at second base. They made a nice play. Then Judge rips on 100 miles an hour down the line. Then I think Glaber struck out maybe. And then Stanton hits one 460 to left center. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Glaber seems a little quiet tonight, but obviously one game doesn't really matter. And he's been hot during inter squads. Like Stance changed a bit. He I don't does know look- why. 
He looks he's a little more back farther, right? Yeah. He, and the, I feel like he puts a little more pine tar on it. I don't know. I feel like, you know what he, <laughs> he he looks a little more like evil, like villain, and I like it. You know what I mean? Is that yeah. just like, a little bit of him? He, maybe that's just him looking more like a elite player now. Like he he's he no longer looks like that rookie who's just yeah. a phenom. He's Glaber Torres. Like you know about him now. And yeah. I think he's just coming into that his own. He's always been swaggy, but I just feel like, for lack of a better word, he looks evil. Like, he looks like the evil empire, the villain. Like He's got um, a swagger to him. Yeah. Like, there's a, a difference between being swaggy and having swagger. I feel like there's a – like, swagger is somewhat intimidating and swaggy's flashy. Like, that's yeah. how I think of it. And I feel like yeah. he has swagger now yeah, as opposed ju- to being swaggy. See, he has the sauce. The juice expires. The sauce is forever. And he's got that. So – Believe that. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> but honestly, though, he does. He looks different. He looks like he's. He's yeah. Not, like this is him. We saw no fluke. Like he, yeah, hasn't broken out yet. He's just his ceiling is sky high. The kid's twenty three years old. He's my age. It's just ridiculous that he's so good at baseball. Yeah, I'm just so excited for this team. This let's team. uh let let's transition a little bit because. Going on the the different side of the of the um, the diamond is uh is first base and 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 Voight. Rough transition, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, <Yeah. I> did- <laughs> that that went a lot better in my head. Then I just kept thinking about juice and sauce, and I was like, who's got? I was, I was gonna try and connect that, but Believe whatever. That. I want I want I want to talk about Voight because Believe that he he looks um like someone's taking is gonna take his job. I've been saying this, dude. I've been and notice the verbs, the, the the terms I used on the post, the the change my mind post. I said Mike Ford can take Luke Voigt's job because I didn't want to, I didn't want to startle anybody. But I don't, I don't. I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't really like Luke Voigt. Here's the thing. I think that Luke Voigt was better when he was bigger. <laughs> <laughs> like you you I like when I saw Luke Voigt, I pictured Luke Voigt as this like big power bat and he is like this threat in the lineup that when he's hot, he's hot. When he lost all that weight and he's slimmed down, he just looks like he doesn't belong in the lineup, which is like a weird thing to say, but when I was looking at him today, batting, I was like, Who is this guy? What have you done with this first baseman? He just doesn't look like he is, like anywhere. Like he doesn't look like he belongs in this lineup. He has no. He just looks so uncomfortable. And I think that when we saw him play, um, in spring in spring training down in Florida, it was the same exact thing. He just didn't look like he felt comfortable with the at bats. He was swinging and missing. He had no idea what pitch was coming. And I don't know. I just feel like that first base spot is just kind of wide open, in my opinion. And. There's a lot of people hungry to to take that, and I've been talking about this for a while. I think Voit, Voit to me for the longest time, but I've been saying this for a while that he just never really gave me the confidence at the plate <clears throat> to to get a hit. Like I, regardless of stats, I did the the Luke test, the eye test, and he just didn't really do it for me. But Mike Ford can swing the bat and. He could. I mean, Voight is no 
Gold Glover at first base, so that's not an added advantage that he has, and Ford isn't fantastic either. But they're both very average defenders there, if not below average defending. The bats are why they're in the lineups. I just feel like Voigt just doesn't – I don't know. The stats are different. The stats show that he's an efficient player, and I don't know. But Ford – I just feel like I haven't seen me, him get a hit. I haven't seen him get a hit in a long time. I, oh, that's, that's my feeling. I never see him get a hit, but the stats show that he does well. And I'm, I watch every game, and I don't see it. I don't see where that's coming from. And I honestly – I just think Ford – I mean, he's a young guy, and he – shows that he can fucking rake. And, like, honestly, you saw him in the minors hitting 500-plus. We knew about him when he came up. He's like, who is this dude hitting 500, and why has he not been up here forever? He comes up, struggles, obviously, because you're coming to the majors against the best pitching in the world. But once he once he settled in, now he's settled in, and he's fucking hitting. Like, he and Ford's, can hit. Like, he's a pure hitter. This yeah, he's a, he's a pure hitter, and... He is a much-needed power lefty bat in a righty-dominant lineup. And I think I said that beforehand. Like, I was looking at this lineup today, and the, re- the whole reason that Brett Garner was batting fifth today was because he was a lefty. And it would yeah, have I'm been... Not, I'm not a fan of that either. I'm not either, but it would have been, what, four or five power righties in a row? Fuck yeah, it. I don't give a I don't, fuck. I don't really care about that. I don't give a fuck, but, like, it's, a nice, it's nice to have a lefty power bat in the lineup. Maybe you break it up with Stanton and Judge. Like they, they saw um Boone do that last year. Um, you know, breaking people up with regards to, you know, whatever side of the of the play they're hitting at. But that's just another factor that goes into um his position and his ability to play. Yeah, I mean that's we were talking about that with Wade and if he could figure out how to hit, then he's a lefty bat. We always try to find these lefty bats. Why not Take what's literally offered to you on a silver platter. Like, there is this good lefty bat that can replace a righty bat, and he's right there. I mean, honestly, and I don't, I don't, I, this isn't even a hot take. And Kev said the same thing. <laughs> like, on the post, he commented, he said, hot take, this isn't that hot of a take. <laughs> like, yeah. when, I po- when I posted that, I thought it was a hot take because a lot of people love Voight. A lot of people love Voight. I won't say I love Voight, but. I will say. Sorry, I just want to make sure I'm on the right mic here. Okay, sweet. Very good. So, yeah, no, I will say that I think we're a little too quick, again, like Gardner, to push. I don't think I am. I'm not. I I do agree with everything you said about the lefty power bat situation. That's great. It's not even about that, in my opinion. For for me, like, I, again, stats prove me wrong, but I feel like when I watched him last season into spring training up until today, he just looks lost. I, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Well, that's where I was getting. Is that, that's that's the thing. Like so in spring training he did look lost to me as well. And today he didn't look great either. And I think skinny Voigt is a shell literally of what uh hefty Voigt used to be. So that's the thing. Like if if Voigt's going to continue down this path of looking lost and not producing, then yeah, we should absolutely not be afraid to jump to Ford. But I don't Again, want to kick him out the door too fast? Yeah, I don't but think, and the, I don't see. Here's where he differs from Gardner. In that, obviously, we don't. We can't kick Gardner out the door. Gardner is proven. Like he's done all these things. He's all these accolades. He's a tenured Yankee. Yada yada yada. Voight isn't that Voight. 
honestly, I, it's what a weird like paradigm to me is that everybody in Earth. Yankee in Yankee Land, yeah, um, yeah, graduate student, I'm educated, whatever. SAT words. <laughs> All right, <you're> odd. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, though, there's a weird situation with Yankees fans to me. Like, honestly, the reason why I felt that was a hot take, which I obviously you saw the poll, 52% said that they like Ford in the situation. So it's not even, that's clearly not a hot take if the majority is with me. But either way, the reason why I thought that was a hot take is because for some reason, Yankees fans love Luke Voigt. And I think people are still holding on to that couple months stretch where he came to the Yankees and absolutely knocked the cover off the ball for when he when he came up from that trade with the Cardinals for that playoff run. And that's what everybody remembers. Like that triple off the wall in the wild card game that I think it was a wild card game or the ALDS that score it was bases loaded, whatever. Like Luke Voigt was fantastic then. But that was a run. And if people are so quick to just be like, okay, that's Luke Voigt, then why not? Like those are the same people that are writing off Stanton after a full MVP year hitting 57 home runs. Like I, yeah. I, I just can't understand the men, the mental of some of these Yankees fans. I just, it, to me, Luke Voigt hasn't ever really done that for me. He never really won it for me. He's always been on the cusp. And I'm not here just shitting on Luke Voigt the entire time because Luke Voigt, the stats show he's been pretty good. Murphy and obviously, blow up. And obviously, <laughs> obviously <laughs> first. Let what? Murph speak. It looks like he's going to blow up. You brought up the Stanton thing, and I feel like he's in a similar boat to Stanton because – like Stanton, he played through injury last year, so he had pretty bad numbers when he did play, and then he was injured for the rest of the season. He had that hernia thing going that he probably shouldn't have been playing through. Yeah. And two years ago, he hit 35 home runs when he came over from the Cardinals. So until Luke Voigt gives me a reason to say, hey, let's try Mike Ford, I don't think we should jump to Mike Ford at all. I don't see – if again, and this is the only reason I'm tying it to Gardner is because I think it's the same thing where it's their job to lose completely. And I think we just kind of forgot about Boy. I think he's kind of gone by the wayside, and I think people forget how good he actually is. And we how forgot good he about him because he hasn't done anything. Because he was hurt. He had a sports hernia. But, but you don't forget about somebody if they're producing and they are consistently they you know, had an injury, come back hot. Like he didn't do that. I I he was playing hurt. What? Because he was playing hurt. He judge was playing judge that sports hernia. He was hitting fucking home runs. I don't. You can't. So, uh, uh, the reason like he didn't produce that well last year but part of the reason for that is because he was playing every single day on but, but an injury that most people wouldn't have played through but i don't give a fuck he only I, he only had one month of like good baseball then he got hurt and then you know people forgot about him because he didn't i to me he didn't have that impact that makes him remember like Rememberable of like, oh, Luke Voigt's coming back. Remember, let's let's, let's well, all sing hit, and dance. You don't hit thirty-five home runs in one month. He did have a great month, but it wasn't just one month. He was a nobody that came over from the Cardinals and absolutely tweaked for the second half of that season. The whole second half of that season, and he started off pretty hot last year, and then he started, and then he got hurt, then he played through it, then he was out for the rest of the season, and that's why he's forgot. I think. Whatever. That's, I think Ford is absolutely worth keeping. 
in the lineup, he is a perfect pinch hit bat that we need. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we need to take him out at all. I'm just saying I'm worried because he looks like he has no idea where he is. That part I can agree with. See, that's the main thing. Ever since Ford looks like a pure hitter. I feel like every conversation we've been having this podcast, somehow, some way, Murph decides to spin it and take it off topic. And then I say one thing, and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, that I agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's been, that's what he always does, though. Me and him argue about about things for 30 minutes, and then he'll be like, oh, but like, we're saying the same thing. And I'd be like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but but you're the one arguing. (laughs) Either way. But I just think it's more of – it's definitely more of – I was trying to say it was a conversation. I think it's very possible, not likely, but possible that he takes the job by the side of the playoffs. That I, and also, I will retract a statement because I made another statement saying that one person will take the spot of somebody else, and that's Miggy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that stands true anymore because my prediction was that Miggy would take Gio's job by the end of the season. I think Gio's safe for now, for now. Yeah. But if uh, obviously this the same contingency is there, if Gio slacks on the hitting side and Miggy starts doing well, I, I don't know. I just want to see Miggy have a spot in this lineup, and that, that ties back me- to the the Stanton clogging up the DH spot. Like if Stanton just played fucking left field, we wouldn't have to start Gardner. And then yeah. we would have Miggy as a DH, and that's perfect situation. That's another guy that I'm, that I was that is in the same kind of boat of what I was trying to say before. Of you have these guys who are so talented on the bench who could be these potential future stars of the Yankees, and I just I, I want to see them play. And I I guess to sum up this conversation about Voight, like I think that if there's anyone to get kicked out of the lineup first, it's it's him. I think that him and Gardner are definitely the first to be swapped around. Um, and hopefully we see these younger, younger guys who are just like have that fire in them we know are going to produce can come out and, and play and show up. Yeah. All right. The last thing I want to talk about before we end this bad boy, it's getting kind of late, game ended, we're waiting for the rain delay, yada, 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 is Manfred just decided – just like, oh, opening day, excitement, great stuff going on. Let me just slip in that we're just changing the expanded <laughs> the playoff format to expanded roster to expanded playoffs. So basically the way it's gonna work after a little digging, because it wasn't as it wasn't easy enough to get the like straight answers right off the rip. Like it was not clear to me at least what it was, just sifting through Twitter. So basically what's gonna happen is it is sixteen teams, which is over 50% of the teams, which is a lot of teams. And the top two seeds, so it's no longer the division winners, it's the division (laughs) co-winners. The top two, obviously seeding matters, but the top two teams in each division are going to make the playoffs undoubtedly. And then it's the same situation for the last two seeds in each side for, for the wild card situation. There's no wild card. But it's going to be like at large, so the best records that didn't come in first and second place. So the best records of second, third, and a third, fourth, and fifth in their division. The best overall record who didn't win didn't come in first and second. That was a horrible explanation, but that's the way it's going to go. 
And on top of that, the way the playoff games are going to work is going to be there's not going to be any wild card games. It's just going to be the one seed plays the eight seed for a three game series, round one. Everybody plays round one. Nobody gets a bye. What do you guys think about that? So apparently the big thing, like the – so normally you get a buy, and that's why you want to be first in your division. That's why you want to have the best record in baseball. And so you get a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Home field advantage doesn't matter as much now, but the three-game series – At all. The higher seeds home for all three games. Okay. Like, okay. Also great. doesn't really matter that much. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, all right. So I get why they're doing it in the sense that Shortened season, more teams should get a chance to go to the playoffs. I get that. I don't – like, I, for us, I just think it really puts us at a disadvantage because now instead of just having to play the DSCS in the World Series, now we still have to win another series. And if a sneaky team like the Angels or the White Sox slides in there in the eighth seed and beats us in three games, like – Yeah. Like, you kidding me? We, for, that wouldn't happen. For me, it kind of like – like in a sense, it de like it de intensified, if that's even a word. My original no, is that not, not a word? No, Survey not. says not a word. Okay, <laughs> um, it made like, in my head. It made it made like my uh, desire to not desire to watch like the intensity of every game a little bit lower because when you first watched, you were like every game matters, every game is so important. We gotta get to the top of the top of the division. Only one team's moving on. Like you, you go on this losing streak. It's like losing this many games, and now it's like, oh yeah, the top two teams in the division get in. Home field advantage doesn't really matter because there's no fans either, and you know whatever. Like I, I don't know. It to me, it just kind of see a lot of people lowers the bar, lowers a, lot the bar of, a little bit. A lot of people on Twitter like there's all the excitement that opening day was happening in a couple hours, and this was just mixed in there. This caused a little bit of uproar on Twitter, and to be honest. I don't really hate it. I don't, I'm, I'm indifferent towards it. I, like, a lot of people were so strongly against it, but, like, it's 2020. The season's already going to be different. Like, there's not – everything is already changing. There's so many different rules. Like, if you don't think this year counts, it's not going to count – any more or less with this addition of two teams to the playoffs, like three teams to the playoffs on each side, six extra teams overall. Yeah. Like, it's not going to impact that person's decision if it counts or not. So why not just make it more fun for everybody? And honestly, if you say you hate this, come talk to me when the playoffs start and we have a fucking wild like March Madness-style tournament with so many teams are in it. And it, honestly, if you look at the amount of teams that obviously mathematically can make it, it's 16 out of 30, over 50% of the teams. If, if I don't have the stats in front of me, but like who would have made it last year through 60 games and it's also expanded playoffs. So not only do you, we were talking about this before this even was a consideration, you have the advantage of because you're only playing 60 games. There's only 60 games, so the margin between teams is much smaller. So, like, everybody in the NL East would have had an sh- equal share of first place. <laughs> like, they're all so close to the top. We were only, like, a half game over the Rays after 60 games. All that stuff. So, it's harder to spread yourself from other teams 
based on the length of games alone. On top of that, you're expanding the playoffs. So the amount of teams that actually have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs, do not count the Marlins out. Like, like I'm going to go ahead and count the Marlins. I'll count yeah, the Marlins out too. But, all right, too. here's the thing. Last year, the Mariners, best, best record in baseball through like 16 games. They're like 15 and two or like 17 games. If they're at 15 and two to start this season, and they have to be a, the better 50% of the league. They're making the playoffs because they're riding that. All you got to do is you're, it's the confidence. You would be like, okay, you know what? We're 15 and two now. We're 15 and six, whatever you are, a good record. Let's just keep going. Let's stay with the hot hand. I, you know? I have no problem. I guess I should have rephrased it before. I, I'm not upset about it. I think I'm more upset that we were watching opening day than. Manfred was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's in the playoffs. Here you go. And then it was just like, yeah. see if Like, he kind of just, like, like dropped the pin into, like, a burning thing, a gasoline. was just like, there you go. Like, he kind of just, like, backed away. And I feel like this entire season, all we talked about was the intensity of it. Sorry, this entire offseason. All we were talking about was the intensity of it. Every game matters. It can be like an NFL game, all this kind of stuff. Like, that's the only thing I'm upset about where I wish we – because obviously they had this idea – in place before the season started. But the fact that they just kind of told us right now, it's a little, I guess, upsetting, disappointing, because it kind of like deflates the the intensity a little bit. But I don't, I don't, really, I don't really have like a, uh, a strong opinion either way in terms of like the actual layout of it and if I hate it or don't or like love it or not like that. Yeah, Damon, I'm with you. Like we had – there was something very unique in baseball this year where – you really have to nitpick and grind these regular season games to get. To yeah, the that's why I was so excited. Teams in baseball may or may not make the playoffs. Basically, it's a game of streaks, and this took that away from it. Which, in a sense, was a little bit of relief for me. Like, if the Yankees have injuries, or if some something happens where a couple players get COVID or something, like that, kind it, of gives a little buffer. Fine. But the one thing Manfred said that I actually liked, and he said it when he was getting interviewed during the Yankees game tonight, is that they wanted to do for that three-game series, like four games a day, have them spread out, make it like a big thing, like basically a four-game slate of playoff games, which doesn't really happen as much in the MLB. Yeah. Mostly two games at a time, sort yeah. of two games in a night. And like, I'm pretty excited to see that. Yeah, which is cool. Like, I think I, that's cool. Again, like I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with the production of it. And if they, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm sure it's going to be fucking awesome to watch. I'm just a little upset that they were like promoting the intensity of the game the entire off season, and then they were like, "Oh wait, no, we're actually going to do this." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm cool with it." But I'm cool with it. But like, it's a little misleading, and it kind of like fucked with my mentality of like the season coming into it i'm with you on that 100 percent. that's how manford operates what did, what did he do before he did something else it was during like the draft was it it was at, during the nfl draft during the nfl draft what did he come out and say like it was this massive thing wasn't it like the astros thing no no no, no, I, know, I, think, I know i know you're no. talking about no, but no, I, think, like, you know, I, was, I know what it was i think it was uh that was way too late but he he, he just picks like like no, other moments about, like, to drop he picks convenient times to drop horrible news about the NBA. yeah yeah i just I think, yeah, I, think I think it was the news on this, i though. think it was the news that the he was not sure that the season would happen it was that was the night of the draft oh yeah yeah no 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 it was like the season's definitely happening 
No, and the, the bad, it, was it was bad news that he he tried yeah, to. Yeah, it, it definitely was something like that. Regardless, he tries to mask bad news with other very happy events in yeah. sports. So, he, like yeah. he did that today. Oh, like we're gonna make this massive radical change, but you're not gonna notice it because I'm gonna bury it under opening yeah. day excitement. And then you're like you're. And then he did it. It worked. <laughs> but like, I feel like they thought they genuinely thought that was a good idea. Like, it's not like they were like, "Oh, we have to do this. This sucks. Let's hide it." I think it was like, "This is going to be exciting." Well, it's not let's, like it's not like, like Manfred is like cooler for opening day. Not, it's that not that's like how it landed. But. It's not like he's the one. It's just like you know what? I want like there has to be some team behind him making these other decisions. Well, like no, he yeah, just he didn't wake up. up. He didn't call yeah. just like, hey, you know what? I want to deliver this news uh, on opening day and just talk with everybody. Like, yeah, he, he, rolled, they were talking he rolled out of bed and league, decided. No, the league that, had to approve it. They were talking yeah. about it last weekend. And then they just said the league has to approve it before the opening day too. starts. Yeah, and the player. Whatever. Yeah. Everybody agreed. Like, it wasn't so like not, all of a sudden Manfred's like, oh, by the way. Like, there, there was talk about it. But it was yeah. pretty late in the decision process. Because otherwise it would have been in the original plan. Yeah. So, so know, that's we, all I got to say so, about that. So should we end it with... Uh, does this season count? Because no, I'm not. I'm not even <laughs> doing that again. I don't care. We got fucking baseball. I'm watching baseball again. I don't. I don't care what we're watching and how we're watching it. I'm just so fucking excited to watch some baseball. I think today for me solidified like I was sitting and like before the game starts, I was like almost anxious. Like, what if like it's not fun? What if I like? And I'm, I'm just even more. I'm even yeah. And today I watched just like Dan hit his home run, and I was like, all right, now it's fine. Baseball. Yeah. What if what if I don't like baseball anymore? I was literally like, what if it's just not the same? What if it? feels like i'm watching spring training yeah. or something like where i'm not like that dialed in on it and then stan hit his home run and i'm sitting in my basement alone with nobody even remotely close to me yelling like get out get out get out get out get out and yeah there still there but uh shout out to everybody who stayed with us for the off season it was a long off season but we got some baseball to finally talk about i couldn't be more excited couldn't agree more bye Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, pussy niggas put money on my head Gone, get your refund, motherfucker, I ain't dead I'm the diamond in the dirt that ain't been found I'm the underground king and I ain't been crowned When I rhyme, something special happen every time I'm the greatest, something like Ali in his prime I walk the block with the bundles, I've been knocked on the humble Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun do. Gotta tip a nigga, go ahead, lose your head Turn your back on me, get clapped and lose your legs I walk around, gun on my waist Chip on my shoulder, top bust a clip in your face Post to this beef ain't no Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death Sunny on days me days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain Death gotta be easy, cause life is hard It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred This is for my niggas on the block, doing some trees and cigars For the niggas on lock, doing light behind bars I don't see only God can judge me, cause I see things clear Quick as crackers, I give my black ass a hundred years I'm like Paulie and Goodfellas, you can call me the Dom Like Malcolm by any means, with my gun in my palm Slim switch sides on me 
Let niggas ride on me I thought we was cool Why you want me to die, homie, homie Many men Many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me Have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death Every on night me. I talk to God but he don't say nothing back I know he protected me, but I still stay with my gat and my nightmares Niggas keep pulling checks on me Cypher said some bitch dumb, put a hex on me The feds didn't know much when Pop got shot I got a kite from the pins that told me Tuck got knocked I ain't gon' spell it out for you motherfuckers all the time Are you a literate nigga? You can't read between the lines In the Bible it says, what goes around comes around I'ma shot me, three weeks later he got shot down Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason Cause he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death on me Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.